should be good after that. That was a great time of, of worship and a great time of prayer. It's amazing what you can do when the band isn't here. And you guys did really well. Whoops. Sorry, hurt your all ears damaged are healed right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> all right, Father, we just thank you for your goodness today and um, we're so grateful to you. We're so honoured by your presence, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are in this place. You just move upon every heart and every mind, Father God. And look, may your word come forth in truth and um, with integrity, Father. And we thank you. you. You have your way in this house today in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, did I give the wrong... Well, anyway, the actual name is Fearless Faith. I, I probably sent the wrong one... <laughs> I sent the wrong one to... Um, I might have changed my mind last night because I, I like Fearless Faith. Don't you? Yeah. So faith does determine destiny... And that's what I was going to call it, but then I changed it. Sorry. <laughs> Fearless faith. Oh, there we go. Woohoo! There we are. That's it. Well, God, I just want to read something that I just um, found just the other day, actually, as I was preparing. And there's a word that God spoke to me in 2014. 2014, so that's a few while ago. And uh, this is what it says, but it's, it's just as applicable today as back then. So he, the Lord was saying, many still haven't got the reality of faith. They have faith, they are born again, faith that they're going to heaven. They trust in me to get them through things, but I want them to have faith bigger than this. I want them to have faith as conquerors, conquering defeat, sickness, lack, uncertainty. And there are serious defects in people's faith. It is time for defects to be ironed out of the body. I want them to have exceeding growing faith, fearless faith, triumphant faith, for this is what I have for them. This is the seed of faith I placed in them at the new birth. So if you're a born-again believer, faith is in you. There's a seed of faith in you. <clears throat> but it's up to us to grow that faith. He doesn't put it all in us so that we don't do anything. We need to grow our faith. So that's really important. So, And it's very relevant. I believe it's really relevant today, in this day and hour, that we need to have fearless faith. Faith and fear cannot exist. You cannot have fear in your life and faith. One will nullify the other. So even if we have a little bit of fear, that is enough to weaken or nullify our faith. So we need to keep our faith strong, keep your heart open before the Lord. And this is the time, more than any other generation, where the body of Christ must stand up for righteousness, for justice and for truth. And we'll need faith to do it. So to be empowered for this, we have to be fearless. We need to have fearless faith. Um, I've been involved with the faith movement since 1981. This church was birthed out of that movement, the, the word of faith movement, at a time when the faith movement wasn't popular in the body of Christ, not in the traditional churches or established churches. Uh, we were not liked in this community for some time because we dared to talk faith. So, um, which is rather weird because, you know, we're born again by faith. So, But anyway, things have changed, thank goodness, after all these 
30 odd years or however long that can work out, 81, it's a long time. So the Bible says in Hebrews 11.6, without faith it is impossible to please God. So I want to please God, don't you? I want to please God and we need to please him. But without faith it's impossible, it says. So we need to, to develop our faith. We need to walk by faith and not by sight. And so many of us have faced, uh, and even now, are facing the storms of life. But we must always look to Jesus. Look to the Lord. He's saying to you, keep your eyes on my word. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the doubts and the unbelief. And most of all, do not fear, but stay in faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not yet seen. And so, you know, sometimes if we need healing in our bodies and we get prayed for, sometimes it's manifest straight away. Other times you've got to hold on to what you received and believe. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't look at the symptoms with the natural eye, but see things through the eyes of faith. Well, Father, you said the hands shall lay, be laid on the sick and I shall recover. So I am recovering right now. And I, I, I refuse these symptoms, but I thank you, Father, for my healing. So faith brings what we are believing for into this natural realm. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus and his disciples that had a hectic day. Uh, they were, Jesus was preaching and on the boat, they were so many, he, he got, they got into the boat and he was preaching from that position to thousands. Thousands would come out. To me, it's rather remarkable. He must have had an amazing voice, Jesus, that everyone could hear what he was saying. Anyway, at the end of the day, in, in Mark 4, chapter 4, verse 35, it says, On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, the disciples, Let us cross over to the other side. Now hear that, let us cross over, they're on the Sea of Galilee, let us cross over to the other side. It's not just a little river, we're talking about a sea. His, that was his faith, Jesus' faith declaration. And as they started out, Jesus, he went into the stern of the boat and he, he fell asleep, he was exhausted, I'm not surprised, <laughs> preaching all day, it's bad enough for one hour. <laughs> and as he slept, a great storm arose, a windstorm, and the waves were... You know, building up and they were coming into the boat and it started to fill with water and the disciples we were in full panic <clears throat> and they woke up Jesus and said to him, Teacher, in verse 38, do you not care that we are perishing? What a stupid thing to say to Jesus. <laughs> so, um, and Jesus, he rose up and he rebuked the wind and said to it, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now Jesus said to his disciples, why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? Well, what did he say to them? We're going to go to the other side. He'd already set in motion faith. He had faith. We are going to the other side. Get in the boat, we're going to the other side. That was Jesus releasing his faith declaration. And the disciples, they forgot about that. They should have just been saying, they could have taken authority over the storm. You know, they could have said, no, Jesus said, we're going to the other side and storm, you can just hush up and settle down. Anyway, he said, why are you so fearful? Even though he gave the word 
to go to the other side. So if we are fearful about something, you can be sure your faith level is zero. That's a harsh thing to say, isn't it? But it's true. You know, if Jesus doesn't mean something, then he wouldn't say it. He means what he says, and he says what he means. That is why we can completely trust the word of God. God is not a man that he should lie. God will never lie to us. So we... We hear the word, like they had the word from Jesus, we're going to the other side. But they allowed fear to come and they looked at the circumstances. They looked at those waves that were coming and filling the boat. They should have looked at Jesus. Well, Jesus is still peaceful. We sh we, they should have caught on. Jesus is not worried. Creator of all the earth, do you think he doesn't somehow in his sleep state know what's going on? But anyway, so we need to don't look at the circumstances. Hold on to the word of God. In the face of things that you are, you know, whatever you're facing, get the word of God in your heart. Find a scripture. If you can't find one, ask somebody and to find that you can stand on in the face of whatever you're going through right now. So there's another great faith story, lots of great faith stories actually in the Bible. Uh, yet this is so simple that even a dummy can understand it. <laughs> are you a, are any dummies here? <laughs> no, no dummies in the house. Jesus loves to make things easy for us. <clears throat> and uh, I'm just going to read you. It's found in Mark 5 and verse 25 down to verse uh, 34. Now a woman, certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and she had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. This has gone on for 12 years. Yeah, you can imagine how weak she is. You know, not, she wasn't having any blood transfusion. She's just continually, her body's trying to recover her blood, but you never can. You never fully can. And uh, she grew worse. She was, she was probably very close to you know, maybe dying. All she needed would uh, have a, perhaps a, get a really sick, a bad illness, and she would never have the ability to fight that. But when she heard about Jesus... She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, that's very important, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And so she's come and she's touched Jesus. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. That's an amazing thing. So first of all, it's important to say what you're believing for. Say it. Well, Father, I thank you. Like she said, I believe when I touch his robes, I shall be made whole. And she held on to that and she received her healing. So what are you believing God for? What word are you standing on? And that you can hold on to that in the face of the pressure and face of the things that come against you. What are you holding? You've got to hold on to something from the word of God. It, you just don't hold on to human things. Faith doesn't come from that, but you hold on to the word of God. The word of God is living and powerful, the Bible says, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's living. It's alive. It's full of life. Life exists in the word of God. Life frequencies exist in the word of God. And um, so, first of all, she put into four steps into operation there. Number one, she said it. 
She came, she acted on it, she received it, and then she told her whole story. These are the things, steps that we can take. First of all, say what you're believing for and declare it. You know, um, that's what we need to do. All right, it says, and so she spoke of victory over sickness before she ever got healed. We need to speak the victory before we ever get what we're believing for. Speak the victory, release it by faith, and it will become yours. Mark 11, 23, it says, uh, have, talking about have faith in God, verse 22, and then verse 23, for assuredly, so God, Jesus said, have faith in God, then for sure, assuredly, I say to you, whoever says, says, again, speaks to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes the things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So you're going to have what you say. He didn't say, he didn't finish it off with you will have whatever you believe. He said you will have whatever you say. Sometimes we can believe in our heart, but then our mouth is not relaying what should be in our heart. Your words are powerful. What are you saying? What are you releasing? What are you believing God for? <clears throat> okay. So you, we, if we can believe in our heart, but if we're speaking the opposite to what we're believing for and we've released, we will never receive what we are believing for. So, you know, you say, well, I'm believing it with all my heart, but what are you saying? What are you saying in the hard times? What are you releasing out your mouth? It's so important what you release out your mouth. Faith has to, your, your actions have to respond to what you're believing for. And your words as number one. What are you saying? It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is Proverbs 18, 21. In our tongue is death or life, uh, prosperity or poverty, sickness or health, favour or no favour at all, <laughs> whatever. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. You're going to eat the fruit of what you're saying. So life and death are in the power of your tongue. You have power over your tongue. Nobody else has power over your tongue. I cannot make you speak, can I? <laughs> it's right. I can't make any of you speak. You have power over your own tongue. Even God doesn't have power over your tongue because he's given you the right to use your tongue and speak what you want to say. But he's trying to tell you, speak Life, speak healing, speak deliverance, speak freedom, speak prosperity, speak that I have more than enough. Rather, we never have enough. How about saying we have more than enough? Stop saying what you've got. Say what you, what you want, what God wants you to have. He wants to prosper you. Absolutely. He wants you to prosper. God's not mean. Poverty's not of God. Poverty's of the devil. God never intended poverty to be in the earth. But the fall of man brought it in. He never intended sickness to be in the earth, but the fall of man brought it in. And so we've got to watch what we are saying all the time. What is coming out your mouth? What comes out your mouth in the quiet places? 
ask yourself, what have I been saying? You, and, you know, if you don't like what you've been saying, repent. Just say, God, forgive me. I didn't realise how important my words were. Do that. Just repent. Say, God, and then start to speak what you want. Ask God for and hold on to your confession of faith. Nothing wavering. Amen? So we're never going to receive anything from God beyond the words we speak. Uh, about 35 years ago, I woke up one morning and every arthritis had hit my body, every joint in my body, every joint in my body was agony. And I could barely get out of bed. I could hardly open a door handle. Everything, I, I remember going down to the letterbox and I was just going like this. Everything just hit my body. But I tell you what, I was so strong on the Lord, fired up, one of these fired up people, and I refused those symptoms. Absolutely refused. I would only declare, thank you, what the word said. And the word said by Jesus stripes, I have been healed. And, and it, you know, it's 1 Peter 2.24. By his stripes, by the whipping on his back, was for my physical healing, not just my spiritual healing or mental healing, all of that's included, but it was physical. It was physical. And so I held on to the word, and the word says too, about destruction of famine, I will laugh, and I'll go, ha, 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 devil, you're not keep this on me. Jesus Christ, he bore my sickness, he carried my pain with his stripes, I'm healed. And I'd just be speaking the word of God out. And I did that first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, seventh day, Next day I got up, woke up, not a pain. Everything had left my body. Now, if that works for me, it will work for you. Hold on to your words of faith. Know the word of God. You know, we need to, this is, you know, this is not just to um, sit somewhere and get dust on it. Where's the Bible? Oh, I can't find my Bible. And it's all, I mean, I know people like their apps, but... It's not the same as a physical paper Bible because it's just something about it. God in heaven opens scrolls and he has books. God likes books and he likes scrolls. He likes writing things down. So if it's good enough for God, it's good enough for us. <laughs> okay? <laughs> um, that, in your wraps, fine if you're sitting somewhere and you don't have your Bible with you, but don't neglect your, your paper Bible because you can mark it, you can underline it, you, you can get it, you know where it is because you know roughly where it is in the, in the book. So it's really, really important. Uh, okay. Psalm 103, 2 to 4, there's a really good scripture for you to hold on to concerning you know, physical ailments or anything, but it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget any of the benefits that Jesus paid for for you at the cross. He forgives all my iniquities. Thank you, Lord. He heals all my diseases. All, not some, all, all. Who redeems my life from destruction. Satan wants to destroy you, but Christ has redeemed you from, the, from destruction, your life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. I'm holding on to that one. <laughs> you should wish me to get to my age. You've got to hold on to that one. 
Okay, so, you know, I agreed with the word of God, which, you know, said at destruction and famine, I'll laugh. And I was laughing at the devil, just not going to work. You're just, this is just not going to work. Ha, 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 ha. Just fake it until it sounds real. Ha, 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 ha. Devil doesn't know the difference anyway. So, anyway, I just thank the Lord for that. So you have to say what you want. And that little lady, you know, the little lady with the issue of blood, she could have said, there's no point going to Jesus. It's huge crowds now, and I'll never get through the crowd. And that, she could say that very fairly because she had, was totally weak. She had no strength. She had guts, actually, to get to Jesus. To put, you know how scary it is because they were thronging. And this is not just a crowd. This, you know how, like, in the sports or something, or where there's, people start to push, and, there's, and you know this. It's really scary if you get caught in a crowd and they start to throng. But she was willing to take the risk. She got in the midst of that and she pushed her way up through to Jesus. And all she wanted to do, didn't want Jesus even to know, she was just going to grab his hem of his garment. And she knew she'd be healed. And she did. She got healed. But Jesus is not silly. He felt that go out of him. That's why he said, who touched me? He wanted to, he just wanted to bless her. He wanted her to be blessed and to go totally free. But she got what she said. She said it. So that if you're believing something from God, what are you saying? Release it from your mouth. God, I'm believing for this. You know, God, I need a new job. I'm believing for a new job. I'm believing for a car. Believe it and get a scripture and hold on to it. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. Okay, Lord, I need a new car. You could say, you know, if you really need a new car. Well, God will get you a new car, but just you've got to hold on to your confession of faith. Well, thank you, Father. You've got a new car for me. I'm so looking forward to my new car. You know, you just talk like that. God loves that. He wants to bless his kids. I mean, I'd love to buy all my kids a brand new car. It hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> they'd love it. <laughs> okay, so she got what she said. That lady, she got what she said. So we don't talk about our problems. We don't talk about our failures or how we can never be healed or never have enough. Don't say that. I remember I used to say, that. oh, never got enough years ago. And then when I heard this message, I thought, flip, I better zip my lip. <laughs> I'm going to say I have more than enough. You know, you have what you say. Power of the word. You say I never could get a job. Yes, you could get the best job on earth. What's well, just right for you. Ask God for it and thank, then thank him for it. Okay, so number two, what did she do? She acted on it. Act on what you've said. Act on it. Um, and as I said, she pushed through that crowd. So whatever it is for you that you need to do, just do it to demonstrate, Lord, I'm serious about this. So if it was a car, say, just say you needed a car. Go look, look at new cars or go look at cars and see what you need. Say, Lord, actually, that's the one I would like. One like that. And just thank God. Amen? All right. So sometimes we just got to push through to victory. Sometimes it doesn't just fall in our lap straight away. Sometimes it takes time. But it always involves speaking and believing, or believing first and speaking, in line with your believing. They go hand in hand. Believe what you are saying, and you will have what you say. So believe what you're saying and you will have what you say. That is so scriptural. You'll find it in the 
there right in the scripture, like Jesus said, you know, you'll have whatever you say. Whoever shall speak to this mountain, you know, and command it to do this, you know, you shall have what you say, he says in uh, Mark 11. So everything, uh, well, actually, this is, uh, this has, we have to get a hold of this because we are entering amazing days. The world looks like it's going to hell in a basket, but God hasn't let this, na- this nation and the earth go. He's, going to, he's about to do something amazing. He's, go- he's preparing us for these days of his glory. And, you know, I've talked about this for however long I've been a minister. Always there's a coming a day of glory. Didn't know it would take so long, but here we are right on the verge of it now. So we need to be in a place where our faith is so well developed and finely tuned so that God can use us to demonstrate his kingdom on the earth. He wants to use each and every one of you sitting here. Everything in this earth has frequencies. You all know that. Everything has a frequency. When you tune into a radio, if anyone has radios these days, I don't know. I still got a radio. When you tune, you tune into it. And, um, or TV, you know, got to have the right, got to get and tune into the right frequency. And then you can receive the picture or you can hear the channel and so forth. And there are frequencies in the realm of the spirit. Absolutely. So my question is, what station are you tuning into? What station? The kingdom of darkness has certain frequencies and responds, they respond to negative frequencies. The kingdom of darkness responds to fear. They can, you release frequencies. All of us do. And they respond to fear, number one. They respond to unbelief. They respond to bitterness, anger, unforgiveness because that you're releasing with your words and your actions, you are releasing actual frequencies in the realm of the spirit. And, you know, all those negative things are like a, a dinner bell for demons to come and feast on all those negative words and negative feelings and emotions and so forth. Well, the kingdom of God also has different frequencies, quite different. They have frequencies of love, peace, joy, healing, prosperity, all of these things. Yes, faith has a frequency which tunes into God's kingdom and draws the blessings of God to us. So doubt and unbelief release negative frequencies which tune into the kingdom of darkness and draws sickness, lack, Oppression, depression, failure, all to whosoever. Whosoever wants to link into that. But when we speak the word of God, those words carry the frequencies of heaven, frequencies of life, and they activate heaven's realities and bring them into this natural world, into our life, into this natural realm. We activate when we speak in God's frequencies, we're speaking life, we're speaking healing, we're speaking peace, we're speaking joy, we're not speaking anger, but you can be angry at the enemy, at the, at the Satan, you know, but you can be angry at, with them. But we activate, when we release these sort of things, we're, we activate the frequencies so that healing and life can be manifest in our lives and in our, our physical bodies. Jesus said, I only speak what I hear the Father speak. He refused to speak 
any negative stuff at all. Never. He only spoke words that the, he heard the Father speak. And that why is because he, he refused to activate the realm of darkness. He refused to tune into darkness. Absolutely. He came to this earth to overcome darkness and defeat it and destroy all the works of the devil. That's why he came. He came to destroy all the works of the devil. He aligned himself only with the frequencies of heaven. Only. And that's what we should be too doing. So God wants us to have ever-increasing faith. Never be satisfied with how much you've got now. Believe God for more. He wants more for you. He wants more for your families. He wants more for the nations, for this nation. So he wants the, you know, it says, he, he talks about having ever-increasing faith. It means or exceeding growing faith. And that exceeding means he wants to have, it means enormous, exceptional, or excessive. So you can, God wants you to have excessive faith. Isn't that amazing? Exceptional faith, enormous faith. That's what he wants you to have. Not just a little bit of faith, just so you can get, meet one little need. He wants you to have faith to change the earth, change the world. That's absolutely what he wants. So we'll never receive anything from beyond the words that we speak. We've got to believe the unbelievable and receive the impossible. Shall I say that again? Believe the unbelievable and receive the impossible. And that's where we have faith in our hearts and the word of God in our mouths. That's what we can expect. And we'll never receive anything from God beyond the words we speak. All right? So listen to your own words. Listen to yourself. What are you saying? Does it line up, what, line up with what you're believing God for? If not, you'll never receive what you are believing for. So you may have to change what you are saying. So we need to thank God, you know, when you've prayed something, thank God that he's heard your prayer, because he will when you pray and asking God something. He's heard your prayer and thank you for that and that you have what you've asked for now. You have it. He said, receive it now. I have more than enough to meet my needs now. Okay, is it manifest yet? Probably not. But you hold on to it. Hold on to it. You know that I asked the Father for this and he'll not turn me away. I have more than enough to meet my needs and to meet, the, you should add to that, meet the needs of others. Because, you know, God wants us to have more than enough. Not just to meet your needs, but to meet that you can go and meet the needs of others as well. All right? And you can expect to walk in divine health. You know, I was, um, I couldn't even think, I don't even know when I last visited the doctor. I, had, I have no clue. In fact, they sent me a, a letter and asked, are you still part of this, you know, this um, medical centre? So I thought, oh, I better say yes, because they're going to take me off it. But Because I've not been there for years. So I said, and, and they gave me all these forms to fill out. I thought, oh, you know, that sounds too much much like the World Health Organization. <laughs> and uh, I said, no. I thought, no, I'm not going to give them all those details. So I just, I rang up and I said, look, I, I haven't filled out the papers yet, but yes, keep my name there because I still look at that as my medical centre. So anyway, you can walk in divine health. And not to say I don't get tired. Yes, I do. I do get weary. But um, I believe, God, that I can walk in divine health. Let's just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. 
So faith may seem insignificant, and in the Bible it's likened to an insignificant mustard seed. And if you've ever seen a mustard seed, you really almost need to have a magnifying glass to see it. It's so small, and it's so tiny that the wind will just blow it away. And yet it grows into the biggest tree, the biggest tree of all the herbs is a mustard seed. And Jesus said, you know, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will speak to this mountain and you, and you will command it to be cast into the sea. That's how powerful just a little bit of faith is, that it could blast a mountain into the, into the ocean. I haven't got that quite that far yet. <laughs> I haven't asked a mountain to be thrown into the ocean, but it doesn't matter. He's just given a good example for us. Really, it's really important. So it's a, we just need a, you know, faith as a mustard seed is tremendous. It will do tremendous things. Faith is powerful. God created the whole earth with his words, with faith, by faith, God said, by faith. Have a look at Hebrews number 11, chapter 11. And faith is so powerful, as I said, that Jesus said it will blast a mountain into the sea. <coughs> faith the size of a mustard seed. So it's not out of your reach. It says in Hebrews 11, verse 1, now faith is, always faith is in the present. Faith is not, I'm believing for tomorrow. I'm believing, right now, I'm believing for this in my life. You may not get it today, but you're, it's always now. Father, I have that thing now. I have my healing now. I have provision now. Even though you go to your cupboard and there's nothing there, but you thank him, Lord, I thank you, you are my provider. You're my healer, you're my deliverer, you're my strong tower from the enemy. He's all of these things. But faith is always now. And the world was created with faith-filled words from God's mouth. If you have a look at Genesis 1 and verse 3. Faith is powerful. We are made in God's image and we're made after his likeness, the Bible says. And we've been given responsibility to use our faith for good and to bring health and to bring healing, to bring abundance and peace and answers to prayer for casting out demons and setting people free to influence governments and change nations. That's what we got faith for. Do you believe you can change this nation? I believe absolutely we can and we are changing this nation. And we can influence government through prayer, through faith. Amen? Just get rid of them. <laughs> So within every, just coming to a close, within every seed of faith, there is the potential for miracles, always. Faith may seem insignificant, and you may not recognise the miracle-working power locked within it, but it will always produce a crop, just as natural seed does. And it's the type of crop that depends on the type of faith seed we sow with our words. What are you sowing? And we've got to water that seed with our words by saying, thank you, Lord. Save it's healing. Thank you, Lord. Healing is mine. Provision is mine. My children are saved. If you're believing for your children, my children are saved. You know, and whatever it is you need. If you need justice, if you need a house, you've got no house, nowhere to live or whatever, or a car. Thank you, Lord. I've prayed. I thank you. I've received it. And it's mine. So remember, you will never receive anything from God beyond the words you speak. Always speak in line with your faith, not with your doubts, 
not with fear, not with unbelief. Always speak in line with what you are believing from God. Don't cancel out your seed. Don't cancel it. Declare, I have fearless faith. I will not submit to the devil's lies. I will not, I refuse to fear. Refuse to fear. Remember, fear and faith cannot combine. Do not allow fear. And if you feel it there, say, I reject you, faith. I reject your lies. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. That's what it is. Faith is you're walking by faith, not by sight. Not what you can see with the natural eye. And then once you have it, you don't have to walk in faith for that anymore because you've got it. But you, you walk by faith until you can see it. And if the symptoms are all wrong, just keep believing. If, if your bank account looks too, you know, empty, just keep believing God. God is the provider. One of his names is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, my provider. He's El Shaddai, our all-sufficient one. He's Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. Jehovah Nissi, the banner of victory over us. He's all these wonderful things, all these names. God is so amazing. He's all these names wrapped up in who he is. And all we have to do is grab it, grab a hold of it. Amen? So how about we're not going to submit to the devil's lies. We're going to submit to God himself. How about we stand and we have a declaration? Would you like to do that? Yes, sir. Yes, madam. <laughs> oh, funny. All right. So now just believe this with all your heart. So I'll lead you in this. Father, forgive me for not trusting your word like I should. Today, I choose to walk by faith and not by sight. I choose. I choose to believe your word and I choose to act on it and to receive from you. I refuse to doubt your word. I refuse to believe Satan's lies. When hands are laid on me, I believe I receive my healing. When I declare your word, I believe you give me the victory. Your words, they are spirit, truth, and they are life. I make the decision to read and meditate on your word every day and to declare your word in the face of sickness, failure, Poverty, fear. I have fearless faith. I refuse to fear. Thank you, Father. You always give me the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. So I just hope, I hope you actually, you know, listen to this message again. You can get it online, can't you? Go to the church website and it's somewhere there it is. Yep. So hear it and hear it and hear it as, much, as long as you can to you get it. And remember, don't speak negative, speak positive. Speak life, speak healing, speak freedom, speak justice and victory.
Speak all these things. Don't speak all the, all the things that are coming at your mind, all the negative stuff. Don't speak that stuff. Say, I reject that. I'll only speak words of life and freedom and deliverance and wholeness and all of these wonderful things. And God will honour your words. He will honour your words. So, Father, I just thank you. Bless each and every one here, Father God. Thank you for your mercy and for your life. I thank you for healing and wholeness for each and every one. I pray, Father, everyone here, their faith will not fail. Lord, this word will be ignited in their hearts and in their souls, Father, that they will walk by faith and not by sight in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, if you need prayer, we still will, even though we've had prayer, but in case there's somebody else that still might want prayer, we'll be here for a little while, but otherwise you're very welcome to go out to the cafe and enjoy some fellowship and coffee and food. Okay, well, I love you all and God bless you and have a great, great week.